So uh, the title of today's teaching is the word of God is powerful. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna preach, I'm gonna teach today. Praise the Lord. Psalm 107:20, and he says he sent his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. I'll read that again. He says, he sent his word and healed them, snatching them from the door of death. He says, someone once told me that people are always judged. People judge you by the promises you keep. You know, for, for example, you can tell somebody, I'll meet you here at so-so-so time or I'll meet you here in Chick-fil-A at 9 p.m. There's an expectation that you'll be there at 9 p.m. They have that expectation. Even if they don't know you, but they have that expectation that you're going to be there at 9 p.m. So it means that you have to make an every effort on your own part to be there at 9 p.m. Whether that person doesn't show up, it doesn't matter. The key is that you have, you should have that expectation that, look, I have an appointment at 9 o'clock. We're not doing Nigerian time. You know, Nigerian time, you know, people say it's Nigerian time, African time, Black people's time. They have all, all sorts of things. But the thing is, your, your word should mean something. And if you're running late, you pick up the phone and call and say, I'm running late. We're expected to keep our promises, no matter how small it is. You know, I, you know, that's why, you know, there's a saying in America, I think it's also in Nigeria too, but I'm not sure. But in Nigeria, in America, it says, my word is my bond. And what does that mean? It says, you always, I'll always do what I have promised to do. So even though people say their word is their bond, I've come to also realize that word is not always their bond because they don't always keep their promises. You know, but that's, that's man, that's man. They don't always keep their promises. It's, it's, it's somehow I think it's, it's just a human thing that we don't always keep our promises. And that's why we, we develop all this always, you know what, this is African time or this is black people's time. How come the, the Caucasians don't have Caucasian people's time? But you see, the thing about it is, you know, human beings might fail, but God's God, God's word is always bond. It's always bond. It always comes to pass. He says, when, when the word, when the God of the universe speaks, when he speaks, everything bows down to his word. Everything, everything comes to a stop. Why did I say this? You see, we need to understand the difference between facts and truth. That's how you understand that God's word is always what? Is always born. You know, so I started to search. The Lord says, you need to understand. That's what the Lord was telling me. Say, you need to understand what the meaning between, between facts and truth. So I, I was like, okay, let me search what it means to be fact and truth. What does it mean? I researched, this is like, it took me in the afternoon. I was going through researching, going through the internet. You know, then... When I, when I was done with that, on, in the, at night, the Lord now said to me, he said, look at it. A fact 
is, is the way it is now. The reality of things that are now, <laughs> what is, that's what a fact is. And the truth is you, how you see yourself. Have you heard people say, I, want, I see myself as a millionaire, but the fact is I'm broke. So his own truth is that I'm a millionaire, but the fact is he has nothing in his pocket. Let's, let's bring it home. Let's bring it to Christian, the Christianity. The fact is what is happening to you right now, but the truth is what is found in the word of God. John, John 17, 17, in Passion. John 17, 17. John 17, 17 says, in the Passion translation, it says, your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. So, John 17, 17, thank you so much. It says your word is truth, so make them holy by the truth. So the key is the word of God is what is the truth. Is the truth is the complete truth. Let's, let me give you an example. It says you are sick. That's the fact. <laughs> That's the complete fact that you're sick. Is the reality of now. But the truth is that Jesus says you are healed. You're healed. So Jesus does not see you sick. He sees you what? Healed. So the key is that what it is is that sometimes we are stuck in the realm of fact and not in the realm of truth. We find it difficult to transition between the realm of fact and the realm of truth. The person that sees himself or herself as a, as a millionaire has been able to transition from fact Fact realm to the truth realm. And this all in the natural. In his mind, his truth is, you know, I've, I've, you've heard people say, this is my truth. You know, it's funny that they don't know that it's what they're saying is, even if they can mix it with, with, with the Bible, they will understand it better. Their own truth is that I'm a millionaire. And you cannot change, you cannot change their mind. So they're striving for it. That's the difference. They are, they are striving for it. In the spirit realm, because man is spirit, we are expected to transition from fact to the truth realm. We need to see, we need you, we and you and I need to see ourselves as God sees us. That's the key. Look at an example, Abraham. You know, Abraham, Abraham, you know, the Bible called him Abraham before Abraham. Abraham was a man who did not have what? An offspring. He did not have a child. That's fact. That was his reality right there. So this was his fact. But the truth was what? God showed him the truth. The way God saw him is found in Genesis 15. Five to six. Genesis 15, five to six. 
It says in New Living Translation, I'm going with New Living Translation, Genesis 15, 5 to 6, New Living Translation. It says, then the Lord took Abram outside and said to him, look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Abraham, uh, Genesis 15, 5 to 6, New Living Translation. I read it from again. He says, Then the Lord took Abraham outside and said to him, Look up into the sky and count the stars if you can. That's how many descendants you will have. Abraham, Abraham believed the Lord and he was credited to him as righteousness. Excuse me. After the Lord showed Abraham, the truth. Abraham was able to transition from facts to truth. And that's why the Bible says he believed what? The word. Abraham started to see himself the way God saw him. And there was nothing that was going to change his mind. He knew that even though the fact says, I am very old, I have no children. But he knew what the truth is. The truth is what? I have what? Many children. Let's look at Romans 4, 19 to 20. Like I said, I'm teaching. So, you know, I'll give you time to, if you have your Bible, you can read, you can follow along. And Pastor I will be, will be, will be putting it on the screen. Romans 4, 19 to 20, New Living Translation. It says, and Abraham's, Faith did not weaken, even though at a hundred years of age, he figured his body as good as dead, and so was Sarah's womb. Abraham never wavered in believing God's promises. God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. In this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promised. God is able to do whatever he promises. So Abraham was in a place of what? Truth. He did not care whether he was 100 years old. That's the fact. He didn't bother himself about the fact. He stayed in the truth. He started to know what God's word is. He stayed in the promise. He did not move. He was unmovable. He says, no, this is the truth about the situation. When you and I moved the Lord bolded this one. He says, when you and I move from the fact to the truth, we get to a place of knowing that the truth will override the fact. The truth always overrides the fact. That's why I said, when God speaks, everything what? Bows down to his lordship. The truth always overrides the fact. Look at why I said that. Look at Romans 4, 17. New Living Translation. Romans 4, 17. It says, this is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. This happened because Abraham, Abraham believed in the God, look at what he then says, oh, believed in the God who brings the dead. The dead is what? Fact. Back to life, truth. Who creates new things out of what? Nothing. Nothing is fact. 
new is true. So God does what? He creates new things out of nothing. Look, Abraham got to the place where he knew that God brings the dead back to life. He was in the aspect of the truth. He, he knew, he knew it. Think about Sarah. Sarah was, you know, she was too old to have children too. That was a fact. But the truth was they had many children. We need to see, we need to start seeing ourselves the way God sees us, no matter what is going on in the real world. Think about your situation. What is your situation saying now? The other question is, what is God saying about your situation? So where are you, what are you, what are you, what are you saying? In what place are you in? Are you in the fact realm? Are you in the truth realm? As children of God, as a child of God, we should, we should, we should, we should, yes, we, we say we're in this world. You know, we live in this world. But the key is, we should stop basing our, how will I put this? We should stop basing our mindset or our, 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 yeah, our mindset on the worldly things, on things that is going on in the world. Look at, I'll give you an example why I'm saying this. Look at Abraham. You know, there's in the world, there's a, there's a, there's a time frame that is a childbearing age. You know, you have to have a child before this time. And if you don't have the child before this time, they now say the, the child is going to have complications. And you know, the funny thing is that we Christians, we children of God, we abide by that. We abide by what is described, what is prescribed by the world. This is what has been prescribed by the world. And hey, if we don't have, so that's why we see people, women, men, they start to run around. I'm going to have a child. I have to have a child before 40 because my time, my clock is ticking. My clock is ticking. But if you understand the God of the universe, if you understand what the truth is, you understand that children are a gift from who? From God. And if children are a gift from God, it is God. God doesn't look at time. He does not look at time at all. All he is is that I promised you a child. It doesn't matter. You could be 50. You could be even 60. You're going to have a child and there will be no problem. There was a story that I, 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 I heard uh, the pastor was telling me in Nigeria, telling, uh, I think it was telling my wife and I was telling me, I, I don't remember, but I don't remember correctly. But what you were saying that this woman, she had, she had some issues and they had to take her womb out. They had to take her womb out. And she and her husband, this, they, 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 they started to stand on this scripture. The God that does what? that creates something out of nothing. And they stood on that word. Then one day she was, she was feeling somehow on her, on her belly. So they go to, to the doctor and the doctor say, you're pregnant. And the woman's like, how is it? Where's the pouch? 
They said there's a pouch right there. God created something that was that was that was not there. God made something new because they stood on the the word. Like I said, the word. When you use that truth, the truth always overshadows the the fact. It's overrides. You know, you know how um, <laughs> the thing that comes to my mind is uh, uh, whiteout. You, you write something down. You use whiteout back back in the day. We use whiteout and white it out. I write something. God, God whites it out. You cannot see it at all. I write something. That is, is what it's supposed to be. I'll give you another example. You know, have you have you heard this? What they say in the world that when you're older, your memory starts. To, you start to lose your memory. I said, you know, Christians have abide. We abide by that. Oh man, I'm losing. You hear people, older people. I'm just losing my memory. You know, because I'm getting old. Why are you going to say that? Don't you know what the truth says? In in Proverbs 10, 7a, it says, the memory of the just is blessed. Romans 10, 7a, the first part. Why I say 7a, there's two parts. The first part says, in New King, in, in King James Version, Roma, um, say Romans, Proverbs 10, 7a, King James Version. It says, the memory of the just is what? Is blessed. Is blessed. So why do we have to rain, rain curses on ourselves? Why do we have to, you know, abide by the world's traditions? That's what I was looking for. The world's traditions, the world's culture. But we forget that we have our own culture on our own. Let's look at another, another illustration, you know, of this fact and truth. Look at Matthew Matthew 8, 5 to 13. Matthew 8, 5 to 13 in Passion, Passion Translation. Glory. Matthew 8, 5 to 13, Passion Translation. It says, when Jesus entered the village of Campanium, a captain in the Roman army approached him, asking for a miracle. Lord, he said, I have a son who is lying in, in my home, paralyzed and suffering terribly. Jesus responded, I'll go with you and heal him. But the Roman, the Roman officer interjected, Lord, who am I to have you come to my home, to my house? I understand your authority, for I am too I'm a man who walk under authority and have authority over soldiers who serve under me. I can, call, I can tell one to go and he'll go and another to come and he'll come. I order my servants and they do whatever I ask. So I know that all you need is to do what? To stand here. Look at what he says. Stand here and command healing over my son and he will be healed instantly and you will be instantly healed. Jesus was astonished, and he, 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 heard, he, he was astonished when he heard this, and said to those who were following him, he has greater faith than anyone I've 
encountered in Israel. Listen to what I am about to tell you. Multitudes of non-Jewish people will stream from the East and the West to enter into the banqueting feet of feast of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the heavenly kingdom. And many Israelites born to their heirs to the to be heads of the kingdom will be turned away and banished into the, into the darkness where there'll be beat, bitter weeping and unbearable anguish. Then Jesus turned to the Roman officer and said, go home, all that you have believed for will be done for you. And his son was healed at that very moment. The reality was what? The reality was what? The son was what? Laying in bed, paralyzed, suffering terribly. That was his fact. That was the fact. The Roman captain wanted Jesus to send the word. Send the word. Speak the word. And he knew that the truth would override, would, would, would satter what the fact is saying. He had the understanding. He, the Roman captain never considered the reality. He didn't consider that reality, what is going on now. All he considered is what? The truth. And the truth is what? The word. He considered only the word. The word of God trumps over any circumstance. The centurion wanted Jesus to just speak the word only. And he knew that that word would change every condition whatsoever. Let me say this. Things can go horribly wrong for you or for anybody. But taking the word of God would change your situation and change it forever. Once you believe the truth, it will always work for you. In it, it always would work. So now the question now would be, the question now, which is the vital question, is that how can I transition from the fact to the truth? How can we transition from reality to the truth of the word of God? That's the key. So there are three things, three, three aspects that we're going to quickly discuss. The first one is renew your mind always. We need to always and constantly renew our mind. And that is where the cocoa matter is. That's where the trouble is. The trouble is that we don't want to, let me don't go ahead of myself. Let's just look at, let me look at Romans 12, verse 2, um, passion. Romans 12, verse 2, passion. Passion translation, TPT. It says, stop imitating the ideas, see what I was saying, and opinions of the culture around you. But, but inwardly transform, be transformed by the Holy Spirit through a total transformation of how you think. This will empower you to discern God's will as you live a beautiful life, satisfying and perfecting in his eyes. He says what? Stop in stop 
embalding, stop gravitating towards the ideas and the opinions of the culture that we live in. Stop, he says, stop it. Now, what does he say? He says, instead do what? Get transformed by the what? Let the Holy Spirit transform you. The key is this. As Christians, we need to always renew our mind. And how do we renew our mind? Is by paying attention to the word of God. Going to read the, read the Bible. Read the Bible for yourself. Get to understand what the Bible is saying for yourself. Like, like now that we're teaching the word, have a Bible in front of you. Have a Bible in front of you. See it for yourself. That's what the Berean Christians did. They saw the Bible for themselves. They saw it for themselves and said, okay, hey, you know what? Let me see whether Paul is saying the truth. And that's the key. We need to be able to, and God has made this thing so, so available for us. We can buy the Bible. We can download you version. We can download the, you can even go on the internet. We don't have to download it. We can go on the internet and go to Bible Gateway. In Nigeria, you can get a Bible. Wherever you are, it's, it's, it's readily available. But the thing about it is we, we're so, I don't want to say lazy, but it's somewhat of a laziness too. But we, we want to, we don't want to go and read the Bible. Look, there are very many ways. There's our daily bread, whereby there's devotionals, where at least you read some part of the Bible. So that's what? You need to, you need to download and remove those thinkings that we used to have that has been instilled in us long time ago. And that's what is key. We, we renew, re, when we renew our mind, it's the aspect of studying the word. I've talked about this before. When, you, when you're reading your mind and reading the Bible, you need to be able to, you know, it's not the first day you read your Bible that the Holy Spirit will just reveal, reveal everything to you. The thing about it is you need to call upon the Holy Spirit to, to open your eyes. So that when, when there's a casting that you're lifting up, because you can, you can see something and say, no, 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 no. This is, I hold on to the word. I hold on to what God has said, no matter what is going on in my life. That is key. It's not a one-day job. It's not a one-day thing. It's a continuous thing, a continual thing, continually renewing your mind. I can't say this. It's something that we need to understand. That's the first thing. Just for time, I don't want to continue. Look at the second thing. You know what? Let me say something about that renewing your mind again. You see, there was a time that I, I wasn't feeling too well. And um, I, I didn't, I didn't, I was sleeping all throughout. Then one day I decided, not decided, but I just, I had, I had some bowel movements. I was going between the bathroom and my, you know, bathroom and the bed, bathroom and the bed. Then one day I, I just said, you know what, this thing has to stop. This thing has to stop. And you know, also the devil was also telling me, you know, you have cancer of the stomach. I said, this thing has to stop. So I just picked up the, the Bible. And I said, you know what? I'm going to read Romans 8. Let me see what Romans 8 says. Then I read Romans 8, 35 through 37. And at 37, you know, New King James says it's your modern conquerors. In 30, 37, New Living Translation, it says, you have overwhelming victory. 
Do you know that I jumped up? I said, oh, wow, I have overwhelming victory. Look, I, I, it means I moved from the facts, what was going on in the facts, and I moved into, I transitioned into where the truth. The truth was I have overwhelming victory over this sickness, over this situation. And as soon as I started to, I started to thank God, I said, I have overwhelming victory. I kept on thanking God. Do you know that it wasn't within, within two hours that bowel movement stopped? Because I queued in to what? To the truth. You need to, we need to queue into the truth. The second thing, the second aspect for transitioning from fact to truth is you need to know your identity. You need to know the identity. Your identity is key. Philippians 3.20. Philippians 3.20. No living translation. Philippians 3.20. But we are citizens of heaven, where the Lord Jesus lives. And we are eagerly waiting for him to return as our savior. Look at what the Bible says, you are citizens of heaven. So if you're a citizen of heaven, think about it. You're a citizen of heaven, but you live on earth. So it means that you're supposed to be truth-based, not fact-based. So we need to do what, as a citizen of heaven, we talked about evangelism last week, last two weeks, uh, last week. If you're a citizen of heaven, you're supposed to bring the agenda of heaven onto where? Onto earth. You're supposed to embark, you're, you're supposed to know what heaven says and do what, and now, Tell people about what? Heaven. Why on earth? And you too, you're supposed to do what the heavenly things do, the heavenly individuals do on earth. I'll give you this example why I'm saying this. Think about an ambassador. I, I always use this ambassador of Nigeria. An ambassador of Nigeria is here to, in America, he's here to do what? represent Nigeria in the US. He will never represent the US agenda or vice versa. He cannot do that. He has to do what? Represent the Nigerian policies here in the US. If he decides he's gonna do something contrary, what happens? He'll get fired and will be replaced. So, the key is that we cannot institute the policies of the culture where we live and start to institute it in, in heaven. What, what, let me explain what I'm saying. You see, I, I always tell people, I said, this is just a small digression, but I always tell people like this. As a Christian, okay, you play Christian music. Okay, yes, you know, sometimes, you know, there's some, you, you, let's just put it this way. You play Christian music. But have you seen any, any unbeliever play Christian music? 
You don't see that. It's, it's, not, it's not common. So the key is that as a Christian, we need to do what, like, you need to stay in your lane, where your lane is. Your lane is what? I need to do what? This is the truth lane. I need to stay in the truth lane. I cannot afford to bring facts into the truth. Because if I happen to bring that fact into the truth, it destabilizes me. And, and that's where the key is. That's why the Bible says, do not what? Fix your eyes. Because when you start doing, because the fact is what? Is natural. The truth is spiritual. That's why the Bible says, you shall walk by faith and not by what? By sight. Sight is fact. Truth is faith. Praise the Lord. The way of heaven is to believe the word of God. It is the word of God that controls us. It is the word of God that trumps over whatever it is going on in the world today. It is your life. The word of God is truth. We need to, we need to believe the truth, just like Abraham and what the centurion believed, regardless of what any situation, whatever condition you are. It's something that you need to, you need to get to the place whereby you say what? I believe the truth. That is the, that's where the cocoa is. You need to get to that place. You need to transition to the place whereby I know what the truth says about it and I'm staying right here. That's the key. And how do you know is you need to know who you are. You need to know who you are in the Lord. You need to know that God has, you're a child of God. You need to know that when he calls things, he says it surely happens. You need to know this is where I'm supposed to be. You need to know your identity in Christ. Praise the Lord. Now the third thing is you need to know the character of God. You need to know the character of God. Know your identity now trans, in that transitions to for you to know his character. And when you know his character, then you're able to stay in that truth. And when you stay in that truth, nothing is shaking you. Nothing is moving you. Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19. I think it's New Living Translation. I didn't write it down, but I believe that's what it is. It says, God is not a man, so he does not lie. He is not human, so he does not change his mind. Has he spoken and failed to act? Has he ever promised and not carried it through? This is God we're talking about. The Bible says, God is not a man. That's why I said, it started in the beginning. I said, a man can give all the promises and fail, but God does not fail. His word, God and his word, is you cannot separate. It's not, it's not something you can separate. It is his word. So if God says, you are being healed by the stripes of Jesus, stay right there. Don't move. That's the truth. It means it, that is his character. He's not going to tell you a lie. The centurion, he knew the character of Jesus. He knew it. 
So he said to him, just say, just speak the word. You don't have to come. What's the point coming? You and your word are inseparable. You don't, look, if you speak the word, this is what he was saying. He was saying, if you speak the word, is the same as you come in. That's basically it. He knew the character of who? Of God. He knew the character of Jesus. That's what happened. So we need to we need to get to that place whereby we know the character of Jesus. That when we take His word, forget about it. It's the same thing. Is it will never fail. He had the centurion had the ability to trust Jesus no matter the situation. Man cannot be trusted, but but God can be trusted at all times. He can be trusted. Look at what look at what. Isaiah 5, 11, the passion, not passion, you know, the message. Let's look at the message. Isaiah 55, 11, the message. The message Bible. It says, so will the words that come out of my mouth. Let's read it again. So will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. They will do the work I sent them to do. They will complete the assignment I gave them. Can, can you imagine what the, the Bible is saying there? The message. I read, she, she, Isaiah just brought it. So, the, uh, Isaiah 55, 11. It says, so will the words that come out of my mouth not come back empty-handed. It means it will produce. It says, they will do they will do the work I have sent, I sent them to do, and they will complete the assignment I gave them. Think about it. When it says they will complete the assignment, it means the word, you use that word for healing, it will surely, it, it will definitely work. You, you will be healed completely. The word of God, it will complete this assignment. It means that whatever the condition, no matter what the situation is, he ha it has no match for the word of God. The word of God has complete power to change reality. Reality has no match, has no match, has no choice but to conform to the word of God. Look, the word of God is powerful. That's why, that's why he said, that's why that's that scripture that we used in the, in the beginning. He said, and he sent his word and he healed him. Look, you can send the word to Nigeria and it will surely work. It will always work. That's the word. You can send the word into your life, it will always work. We need to get to the place whereby we stay in the truth. And the truth is what? The word of God. And stop looking at what is going on in. Stop looking at the facts. Stop looking at it. God says, don't look at it. Look at who? Look at my word. And that's why Jesus says that in, in Hebrew 12, he says, fixing my eyes on who? On Jesus, the author and the finisher of who? My faith. That's the key. You fix your eyes on who? On Christ. No matter what is going on. No matter the situation. You fix your eyes on him completely. And it's something that I, I, want, I want to encourage us that we need to do it regularly. We need to do it regularly. It's like you're taking spiritual food. When you take spiritual food, you get stronger spiritually. 
It's just like when you take physical food, you get stronger physically. The same way, you need to take that spiritual food. We need to go to the Bible. We need to check it daily. Take time to do it. Take time. Take time to understand who you are. Because when you're checking the word, when you're renewing your mind, you're also getting to know who you are in the Lord. You get to know the character of God. You get to know who you are, the character of God. You, get, you, you, you understand you're moving from fact-based to truth-based. And when you do, now you have a better understanding. When situations come, you know how to deal with that situation. You're not dealing with it the way the world deals with it. You're dealing with it the way God, the way heaven deals with it because you're a citizen of heaven. You're dealing with it that way. And I pray that we would take this into, we'll have the understanding, we take it into consideration. And I pray, my prayer is that we will move, no, no matter what situation we're going through, we will move, move from fact-based to truth-based and we'll hold on to the word. My prayer is also that you will start to take the Bible seriously. Take the word seriously. Because that's your life. That's our life. That's my life. In Jesus' name. I also use the opportunity that if you if you haven't received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it's an opportunity. You can say this after me. And I believe that, you know, as soon as you say it with your heart, the Bible says heaven is excited. And I pray that you go to a good church who will, who will teach you your word, who will teach you the word of God so you can stay in the truth lane, not in the fact lane. Let's just, let's say this, let's say this prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I'm a sinner. You died for me. Christ Jesus, come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. Take control of my life from this day forward. Thank you for, for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to also use this opportunity, you know, whatever you're going through right now. Whatever you're going through right now, I want you to take the truth. Hold on to the truth. Take the truth and, you know, tell God, I'm taking on the truth. I'm tired of looking at the fact. I'm tired of looking at what's going on now. You know, things might not be working. You know, you might be unemployed. Take the truth. You might be sick. Take the truth. Stop taking the fact. Because now the fact changes. That's the funny thing. The fact changes. Today is this way. Tomorrow is this way. You'll be going like yo-yo. But the truth never changes. The truth stays the same. No matter what. Use the opportunity. Say, God, I'm going to take this truth. I'm going to leave you with for a few minutes. Two, two minutes. Take the truth. Take the truth. I say, God, I'm taking this truth. This is truth that always works. I'm taking this truth. 
I'm taking this truth. If you're sick, tell God I'm taking this truth. This, this is the truth. I'm going to hold on to it. He is able. And hold on to it and stay right there like Abraham did. Stay it. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just give you glory. We thank you for this word that you've really come to teach us. You're telling us to stop looking. Stop looking at the facts. Those facts changes. Stop abiding by the culture and the traditions of, of this world. But you tell us to, to really transform ourselves by reading the word by staying in the truth lane. Help us to know this, Lord. Help us to be able to renew our minds constantly. Help us to go into go to the Bible. Make time, go to the Word, read the Word. Make time to understand. Call on the Holy Spirit to explain, to reveal mysteries, to explain this Word. Help us to be able to find our identity, know who, who, who we are in Christ know that we bought at a price, know that we are citizens of heaven. Help us to know your character, to know your character, that your word will never fail. That's your character. That's your character, your character, your character. Help us to know that that word is, 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 is the real deal. Help us to understand that this word that we, we just spoke, that this is exactly what you said, that the word, trumps whatever is going on right now. That we can take your word and believe it and to always walk. Help us to understand this. Help us to always believe you. Stay in the way of the truth, the word. I know situations could be difficult. It could be difficult because you're looking at what's going on, but you tell Jordan, stop looking at what is going on. Take your eyes away from it. Take your eyes away from it because that's what Jesus did. Jesus is saying he didn't look at what was going on. All he was, was fixing was he was fixing his eyes on the throne, sitting at the throne of his father. That's all he was concerned about. That's all he was concerned about. And in the end, that's exactly what happened. Father Lord, help us so that we, we stop fixing our eyes on what is going on. Oh, they're about to lay up people. Oh my goodness. No. Fix your eyes on the truth. The Lord is my shepherd. I have everything I need. Oh, oh I'm feeling, I'm sick. I'm sick. My body's, I'm so tired. I'm so weak. Believe the truth. 
He was wounded for my transgressions, bruised for my iniquities. The chastisement of my peace was upon him by stripes will be made whole. Believe the truth. No matter what is going on in the world, no matter what is going on with us, no matter what our reality is, all we just know is the truth. Help us to believe the truth. It's, it's, an, it's, an, it's, an, it's an impossibility for a 99-year-old man to have a child. It's, it's impossible. But because he knew the truth, he knew the word, he was able to do it. It was able to, it was able to happen for him. Because God changed the situation around. God changed him. Physically, he looked, maybe he might have looked 99 physically, but internally, he looked, he was 17. God made it happen for him. God made it happen for Sarah. And Lord, you're you're not a respecter of persons. You don't play favorites. You're saying to us that whoever can take this word, I'll do this word will surely accomplish whatever I have sent it to do. Father Lord, we pray, Lord God Almighty, that I pray for everyone here that they will continue to hold on to the truth. That that truth never changes. I pray for everyone here that their memory is blessed in the name of Jesus. I pray for everyone on this call including me, that every sickness that is going on in their bodies, Lord, we pray that the truth stands because Jesus healed them in the name of Jesus. Father, Lord, we give you glory. We thank you that, Lord, from this day forth, we believe the truth. We hold on to the truth. We confess the truth. And we stay in the truth. Father, Lord, we give you glory. Thank you, awesome God. We bless your name. We give you praise and glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Before we do, this, do the announcement, I want, to, I want to say this, that from next week, you know, we need to example, we need to, we need to practice what we have preached today. So before we, before we, before we go into the word, going to recite, I'll send you some scriptures, I'll send it to you through our WhatsApp page and I would the scriptures that we're going to recite before we go into service we're going to say it together because this is the truth truth. we need to come or have an understanding of the truth, so we're going to say it together and I also want to encourage you, if you want us to put you on our WhatsApp page please you know Give us an indication through the chat, the chat um, in, in the chat in the chat page. Could you please stop uh, share, uh, stop recording, please?